Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Thank you so much for being here. I'm, uh, um, I'm touched. We, we developed the idea of writing a family mission statement over a year and a half ago, and we went through some se- serious processes trying to get it right. The Cody Brown family... We embrace a spirit of abundance in affection, time, opportunity, peace, wealth, prosperity, wisdom, and love. We teach, allow, and promote the value of making conscious and responsible choices in all aspects of our lives. As sister wives and husband, we embrace one another with a covenant of eternal nature. Our bodies, being the temples for our spirits, are the greatest physical assets given by our Maker. We intentionally organize fun parties, gatherings, and special events to honor and celebrate individuals and achievements. Welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. We're doing a special Sister Wives edition for this week. Join with me, host of Liz Explains It All and <clears throat> Feathers in My Hair, Liz <laughs> Bentley. Hi, Liz. Hi, Kara. Thank you so much for having me on to discuss McKelty's Top Hat. I really appreciate <laughs> it. It's why you I have to come on this. I... You have to... We can't start on such a high note, Liz. We got to work people into it. First of all, I was like, did Karen and I already recap this episode? And then I remembered we did her wedding. But also, yeah. I'm pretty sure I did recap this at some point in time. But I don't even care. I love coming back to old sister wives. There's actually not 
people miss this. There is nothing more interesting in reality TV than going back and watching old seasons and like putting together what's actually happening. Oh, and seeing where we're where we're at now. You guys, we're recapping season six, episodes 18 and 19 of Sister Wives, in which the um family has committed the entire Excuse season- me, hold on. The Cody Brown family. Thank you very much. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You're, you're exactly right. Take two. Which listeners of my podcast will know I'm obsessed with. And like any Sister Wives <laughs> episode I do, I have to include the Cody Brown family in the title because I just As think that's should. the funniest fucking thing in the world. Is, the Cody Brown family. <laughs> what does that even mean, babe? But we're we're doing uh, season six, episodes 18 and 19, in which, yes, the Cody Brown family has spent the entire fucking season coming up with a family oh. mission statement, something that no family does. Um, excuse me, John and Kate plus eight did it in season one or two of their show. Okay. Oh, look, when they okay. still pretended to believe in God and made it all about Jesus. So maybe <laughs> you should know your her story. And then John went to his girlfriend's house right afterwards. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is a very early episode of that show in which they write a mission statement. I remember being like, oh, they're really Christian. <laughs> like, I mean, have we ever been duped by such a family than John and Kate? Out of all the TLC families, I think they may have been the ones that really got me. I agree because the Duggars, I always knew there was something wrong with the Duggars, right? Yeah. Like like anybody with an eye is like, that's not normal. So, I mean, you can smell the tater tot casserole coming off of that family. Uh, so yeah. Like some freaky shit is going on here. Like, I don't like this. This makes me feel weird. I'm uncomfortable. But John and Kate were more, well, I've said they're the original family vloggers. They invented fl- family vlogging. For sure. For and sure. like they, I would, if you had told me what John would have ended up being like in like 2011 ish, <laughs> back when they started, I would have been like, no. No, I mean, not John. With a wet noodle. <laughs> my job? <laughs> not my job. <laughs> the IT? The IT support guy? <laughs> That's a good Christian man. Okay. How dare you? So we got to give you guys a little bit of a setup um, for this. We are like truly hot on the heels of truly, no pun intended, almost dying of kidney failure um the wives had gone to a quick trip to san francisco in order to procure dresses for mm-hmm. this commitment ceremony i mean famously the capital of fashion san francisco <laughs> when i think of when i think of a shopping trip i say send me to san fran like what the <laughs> fuck fisherman's wharf baby <laughs> wherever the fuck that's seattle i don't know but that's i think that's matter. either that's one seattle but there um, is also warper pier there i've been there <laughs> yeah gear deli all of them whatever yeah uh, so yeah i love that if you guys don't want to go back they clearly did this was like pre light spawn con days where we're just mm-hmm. kind of like baking in um so if you guys don't remember they had gone to two separate stores one was a plus size store where robin had to make a big fuss about how she couldn't shop there but she's there in support of the other wives because she's just so tiny so little <laughs> so frail she's like well, i can't shop here <laughs> and i have to make mention of why I can't, but maybe next time I'm I'm here in support of you guys. Um, and then yeah, also truly almost died. Aspen tried to warn Cody over and over again. Truly's eyes are crossed, and she doesn't seem to be um, wanting to live. And he's like, "Ah, oh, just a fever, kid. She'll be fine. Sweat it out." So yeah. Then, Great. then Christine gets home, 
mm-hmm. they're like, oh, Trudy's sick. And she, the time in which Trudy truly goes into kidney failure is when Christine is planning the commitment. They're out like cake tasting. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it just has to get done. Yeah. I'm like, there are five other adults. Like, Yeah. It has taken months, which should have been the first red flag, to just all come up with three paragraphs that we all agree on. But I digress. So episode 18 begins with Cody talking about how six months ago they had all gone to Sedona to sort out the family dynamics. And, you know, he and Robin were just holding hands while Christine was trying to laugh through the pain. (laughs) So that was fun. Mm -hmm. And that's when they realized that they needed to do this thing of making a statement of choosing to be together as a family in this new phase of their lives. And then they're going to work on the family mission statement, have a commitment celebration, blah, blah, blah. So when we're starting episode 18, we're four weeks out from this celebration. They're working on, like, they don't even, they're in the cul-de-sac in Vegas. They don't even have grass. There's no sod down in these yards. but I will say being back in the cul-de-sac every time i'm back there i'm like it is so crazy my move from here it is so fucking crazy it makes no sense watching him string those lights in between the different houses i was like they owned an entire block like unfettered from the rest of the neighborhood they're so well cody so effing stupid to have ever moved from there like when I like literally watching him hang string lights across the street, I was like, they had a compound. Yeah. It is so crazy they left that. A dream. A dream. And and where are we on Coyote Pass? Sticks? Neverland. Nothing. Do you think a bar do you think there's a bar dominium up there yet? Um, <laughs> I don't even know if the plans have been drawn. Yeah. You know? I there's maybe a shed for the four wheelers maybe if that if that if uh, if that um so what happens after that oh so now they've decided the women did not find their dresses in san francisco they decided they're gonna all get custom-made dresses from a designer they just have to find the designer to actually do it also cody came up with a stupid idea to hang the lights in the cul-de-sac all tied to the houses and like centered in the middle of the street great something that he did at the very last minute for no reason it was a lot of work with very little payback much like most things that cody does frankly the ceremony wasn't even in the street no it was so i was like what are those for like i kept being like i mean they'll be it's like cute like it it looks nice but like wouldn't you put wouldn't you work on like making the backyard look nicer you think i feel like cody purely did this entire commitment ceremony so that he could dance that's all he wanted to do just cut a rug in the in the middle I, of the street i think you're right i think you're absolutely <laughs> right he talks about it a lot like like his light at the end of the tunnel is just him like doing a little tootsie roll yeah it's so sad cody lives the life that he does i mean it's his choice and i don't actually feel bad for him in any way but like cody you can go dancing like i'm sorry that you were raised in a strict mormon family who then became mormon fundamentalists and taught you that like you shouldn't dance but like you should dance like you can just go out dancing you don't need to throw a party or have a wedding yeah like the you don't live in footloose it's okay yeah like it's fine like, just just go dance <laughs> i hope you dance do you think I, you've heard that song 
Do you think they'll play that at his funeral? Is that going to be Cody Brown's funeral song? Because I kind of think it will be. It's Christine singing it in the highest <laughs> register that she could do. <laughs> oh my god, I wish. McKelty will force her to sing it there. <laughs> Would really mean a lot to me, Mom. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so, in order to find somebody to create these dresses, Janelle has um, uh, recruited her friend's daughter who's just graduated from fashion school she has a fashion design degree which i'm not sure is the technical term but anyway her name is sam sam if we can talk about john and kate again comes with sam's like 19 you know 20 maybe she's not i couldn't place her age i was trying to figure out her age too yeah it was like is she old is she young it was giving two-year degree which is fine which is fine but she she had a, a Kate Gosselin wig, which yes. is a choice for a 20-year-old. Black, Certain, black certainly girl. a choice. She's, out of a, she's an alt girly, like her little outfits. I was like, okay, Sam, you little fashion designer. Like- a lot of leather, a lot of leather, a lot of, um, um, one of her Kate wigs had a blue feather coming out. Of it. There were a lot of like uh, nods to Native American um heritage i'm not sure if she was part of it but she definitely wore the jewelry it reminded me of this friend i had in high school who loved fashion and loved fashion design and she actually now has a really cool successful career making bathing suits and lingerie like she had she works in fashion it's awesome props to her is it dorit it's (laughs) dorit we went to high school together (laughs) surprise um wouldn't that be so funny if i just like revealed that i was like dear friends with dorit in high school <laughs> i would die uh but with all of that said oh it reminded me of my friend in the outfits she would make in high school that were like cool but looked like shit because she didn't actually know how to make outfits but like she she just wanted to design and she had like the raw skill and she loved fashion and so she made clothes and they looked bad but like she was still doing her thing and then she learned how to actual actually make clothes mm-hmm. and design them and went on to like have her career in it. And I think that's where Sam is in that like, I love fashion. I'm going to make my own clothes, but they don't look good. <laughs> At all. Not even a little bit, babe. And, you know, she tried. This was maybe one of Cody's only moments of clarity in the entire series. where he's The whole like, time. He's I think been this like, may this have is- been too big too she bit off a little bit more than she could chew i'm really concerned about the deadline here i think this is a lot to put on one person why do you think sam agreed to do something so impossible i don't be know on the show? because it i mean it wasn't to look good no 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 wasn't no. to promote any future business no that i was like is there an instagram handle here <laughs> <laughs> Like, it, how is she plugging herself? She basically I was like, played herself. I liked her personality-wise. I was like, she's fun. She's nice. She definitely had, like, a like an interesting kind of, like, goth, but, like, friendly goth personality. Like she <laughs> she's a really a nice of, girl like, working at Hot Topic. Yeah, like, she collects a lot of, like, squishy, squishmallows. Yeah. Oh, stuff. oh, she has a whole room of squishmallows, 100% remember that girl from that little character from back in the day emily and she was like a dark little girl Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's her she's like a real emily stan <laughs> oh my god but yeah i don't know what her uh motivation was for coming on this because it was just like stress from from word go basically 
but it's not good i mean then cody does say i mean he gets misogynistic and he's like you know these ladies are looking to differentiate themselves from each other like all their competition um did you see the sketches because you know mckelty drew that right oh wait liz hello can you hear oh, me yeah. Yeah. oh <laughs> I'm still here. My computer did not shut off. Okay, perfect. Uh, Yeah, it looked like McKelty drew those sketches. And that was fun. Because I love, like, you know, girl who wants to be designer but isn't. There's always, like, a distinct drawing style to that. (laughs) It's like Barbie, not fashion. Well, yeah, because they're they're just recreating paper dolls. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, God bless us all. God bless us. Janelle at this point is on her fitness journey. That man keeps fat shaming her and telling her that she's like oh. 15 seconds from death. Oh, <laughs> Any <God>. given moment. <laughs> that episode where they all weigh themselves is like the worst thing that's ever been on TV. It is. He's like, oh, no, actually, no. What's worse is when Shannon Bedore got weighed and the trainer oh. goes, the trainer was literally disgusted and was like are you happy with this couldn't contain this he was so fucking disgusted and also just this that reminds me of teddy mellencamp on stage at a reunion saying that she was at her highest weight she was 200 pounds and everyone went (laughs) 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 in unison unison, they all gasped also teddy was nine months pregnant when she was that way right (laughs) But like the way the women were like, oh. <laughs> wild. Yeah, the way that this man would continuously like he would be foaming at the mouth to call Janelle fat oh, in like so any sort bad. of roundabout way that he could. But she has been up in the gym working on her fitness. She's been losing weight, so she's looking for something like. Did, was this before or after they decided they would open a gym? By the way. Oh my god. I think after. My favorite business venture idea of the Browns opening a gym. Janelle went to the gym like four times and she's like, should we open a gym? Let's just open it up. You know, <laughs> let's call Frank Catania and see what he yeah. thinks. Like, girl, get real. Get real. So, yeah, she's looking for something a little sexy, a little form fitting, show off her little tiny little waist. And Christine's looking for something with like an, an empire <laughs> waist, something Christine. that she always looks good in. Okay christine's dress is so fucking funny it's the best thing it is one of the best things of all sister wives history it's also crazy because like i do understand that plus size shopping is hard i'm like a mid-sized person so i can fit into straight size but not all the time like i also understand that this was almost what like eight years ago that this episode aired so there wasn't as many plus size options but like their only option was not going to a dressmaker like come on like absolutely christine and mary were small enough to find dresses at like macy's and nordstrom right like that had some like some extended sizing and like they were probably christine was probably like an 20 and mary was like an 18 you know what i mean like they definitely could have found dresses janelle probably would have been a little harder but like they found dresses for their the wedding in season one well, and also Mary at the last minute found a dress just fine right off the rack. Right off the rack. Well, okay, that is. Well, <laughs> well, we'll talk okay. more about that later. But <laughs> this family, there's never been an uglier family on TV. And I kind of love it. And I don't even mean in their faces. I just no, well, mean you know everything that I about them. 
you know that I say that they exclusively shop at like the 70% off uh yeah. at DSW. Yes. <laughs> off 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 season. There's always something like suede, but also, you know, no toes. I can like no, perfectly sweet. picture Christine holding up one of those awful shoes in DSW and the 99% off size and being like, yeah, yeah. funky. This is a funky little design. <laughs> funky is exactly the word. I loved Mary <laughs> saying that she wanted an edgy dress. Mary's perception of herself is so interesting to me. It is fascinating like <laughs> what are you looking for like something that nobody's ever seen before like what could that possibly mean from you mary but like when she's like i like edgy things i'm like what define that babe define maybe right. pinterest board of Quickly. your edgy style because i am looking at the signs in your home and i would not call you edgy i would call you live laugh love oh for sure for sure um and that the, those like uh willy wonka furniture with no arms on the couches she, she like, is that are like 18 feet long or high, or so big <laughs> the big backs that you can't even like relax on it's like like just you gotta arch your back to sit there like you can't sit forward you have to sit at an angle yeah mary just like deeply uncomfortable she doesn't even see it it's so interesting she's so interesting could be so much easier and yet she's making it the most difficult thing ever <laughs> um, story of her life truly truly so back to the commitment ceremony they're discussing all the you know the adults are together talking about like adding to the actual mission statement and because they've been on like such a health kick this year they want to add a health <laughs> element to it so. yeah, i literally rewound this part because i was only like half paying attention you know and I was like what did they just say <laughs> it, was it was rewound so... it and was like oh my god these people have lost their minds and and the fact that Christine was the one who was like I'm really about to drop a fucking banger on you guys you ready for this <laughs> okay you're blessed by a physical body and we intend to return it as great as we received it like she was so proud of herself and Janelle's but like there was more lines with it wasn't there oh, something about eating and yeah yeah because it was like, like we eat our children and Robin pointed it out she was like it yeah. sounds like you're saying we eat our kids <laughs> just like teaching to eat and nourish our children yeah. like, mm, can we workshop that like it, it's a bad you're on a wrong road when even Cody was like this is really cheesy yeah cool. the first the first line I think it's like a family mission statement is stupid and cheesy anyway yeah and we know that their church has ideas about like bodies and going into the spiritual realm that's why they don't pierce their ears like right. I like I I get that and if you're making like a religious family mission statement <laughs> okay like that that's cool that line is weird, but fine. It's like the continuation of it where I'm like, Christine, what are you talking about, honey? <laughs> like, She was in her bag. She was in her literary bag. I was like, I'm going to use it. This is yeah. creative writing for the year. She was so proud. God bless her. Like the, the line eventually does get scrapped, but like as they're reading the rest of the mission statement, Robin's corny ass is like, oh, I got chills. So you know <laughs> how cool this all is. Girl, what are you talking about? Uh, uh, when watching this were you also thinking mary and cody haven't had sex in five years 
uh, Christine, does she still believe in God even? Like, I am just like, commitment to what? Because now they're talking like the family was already fully fallen apart by this point. Yeah. How long has that ring been melted at this point? How many years? My impression was that was pre-Vegas. I Yeah, I got that impression as well. Ugh, dark. Tough stuff. Tough, tough stuff. Um, They start talking about how they're going to, like, get everybody to have a mission statement. So they plan on doing four canvases in the house. And Janelle just goes full chaos mode. She's like, well. <laughs> okay, I love that. <laughs> you know, like, what about the four canvases? What are we going to do if there's another wife? And Robin's like, come on, Janelle. Really? Yeah. Christine's like, I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> like, like Christine's like, I'll just end it. <laughs> so Janelle's like, listen, it just came out of my mouth because I thought, listen, if we need more copies, what could we possibly need more copies for? Oh, if another wife comes in, well, maybe that that was just my train of thinking. But then she goes, you know, I don't foresee that happening, but we never saw Robin coming either, and that shut Robin's ass right up. When she said that, I was like, I mean. And this is like an issue that I've always had with them is that they want their religion and to eat it too. So Janelle is actually right. Like, why would a polygamous family that's doing it because God calls them to do it say that we are absolutely not open to another wife, right? Because like, if God calls on you or whatever they the way they describe it, like, then God calls on you. You don't have any say over that. Right. And so Janelle's saying it and then I'll be like, how could you even suggest that? It's like, cause this is your religion, dopey. Like, what do you mean? Like why <laughs> they all act like truly shocked Janelle. could, And I mean, I understand emotionally why they're shocked because they're like, we all hate each other. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, right. We're not bringing a, a new wife. We all despise one another. But as far as like the idea that like, it needs to be totally shut down. I don't know. I'm on Janelle's side. I thought it was a reasonable question. No, I agree. I fully agree. So Cody says in a confessional that he just wants to put all of this to bed. This whole like situation about adding a new wife or new children or anything like that. Because he's got this vision in his head about how many wives and kids he has right now. And he thinks that he's done having new wives. But he also doesn't put limitations on how God would inspire that, so he says. So he doesn't, he goes, I don't think that the, uh, spiritual magic that me and robin had is gonna happen again it's like yeah you're right about that sir yeah once again he's like i love my wife (laughs) that is it mary says that she's a little concerned about what happens after the commitment ceremony because she's i guess kind of i mean i see what she's saying like we've all been kind of joining together in this one purpose what now that the magic's gonna be gone and everything's like done it's kind of like you know we we had this wedding and like what do we have left that we've we finished all this planning and everything's done like what do we have and cody's like listen i get that but maybe mary could you move your head your mind to a, a positive affirmation place so we can all be hopeful maybe instead of concerned <laughs> mary's <laughs> like we haven't had sex in five years <laughs> where's my ring cody how about yeah. that I was watching um the episode of Leo, Leon now going to college. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I've seen discussion online with this revelation that Cody and Mary had not been intimate, as they just call it, for years before like the divorce and the catfish thing happened. Mm-hmm. And I saw people being like, I don't really understand why Leon like 
didn't have empathy for her or their mother like it's so clear that the marriage was over and I'm watching this I'm like it probably wasn't clear like Cody and Mary were still presenting to others as a married couple they were taking their kid to college they like they were fully I think I don't know if he was still sleeping there but like from Leon's perspective like re-watching this I was like yeah no wonder Leon saw the catfish is cheating because they're acting they're they're fully a married couple still at this point just not in their bedroom I guess yeah I mean kind of looking back at it because you know Mary's side of the family is so small like they always kind of seemed like the most complete family unit like they were all just like they always had the appearance of like oh we're having fun or like we'll go to the movies or like we'll do like little fun things that the other families can't do because there's so many of them like they seem to be like kind of like a quote-unquote real family unit more than the other ones but yeah I see what you're saying for sure yeah I think a big part of that is that I've always assumed that Mary's apartment was like his home base in the Lehigh Mm -hmm. house because it was just quiet there (laughs) right right and she had that (laughs) stringent cleaning uh, yeah we know okay look we know Mary keeps a clean home Heidi okay (laughs) I would sleep at Mary's home like I trust her level of cleanliness I, I'm with you because uh yeah I was thinking like would I trust Christine's I don't know no 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 it just no, seems no, like no. she's not like she's like fine with she's not kids she's not into domestic prints on the walls and yeah. stuff she's one of the she's a okay Christine I think Princess and I said this Christine has blessed this mess why Mary's live laugh live laugh love definitely <laughs> for sure uh, although in their home at that point I think she still has it I noticed this one watching yesterday. That Mary in her Vegas home had a sign hanging that said, "Oh yeah, the, if we are in complete. That. If we are in complete control of our family, somewhere along the line, we have gone terribly wrong." Dot 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 dot. What does that mean? <laughs> the, the darkest thing is that it's not just like the ellipses. I think it's like more than three dots. Like it six, is like a five dots or something. It's, <laughs> it's so. Crazy. It's it's such a bizarre message. Yeah, it's it's really creepy. And like every all of their art choices are weird. Yes, correct. And off like uncanny valley. Agreed. <laughs> so basically after that, Robin's like, you know, even though there's five of us and we're so different, we ultimately want the same things. And that's why we're together. And then Cody has the nerve to say, I think Nancy's pleased to associate with us in this way. Like, why would the why would Nancy give a fuck about your family mission statement? Why would she care? Nancy was like these fucking crazy people. (laughs) Remember when Nancy once told Cody and Mary that she had a bigger file on them than any of her other couple's clients? (laughs) By like a long shot. Like a thick manila folder. God bless. And that's why I'm like, why are we having a commitment ceremony? (laughs) Hello. The fact that it's taking you guys so many months to even come through. This is like a whole season long thing. It's wild to me. Yes. We have got to go back to Sam. Sam, who comes back to like fit the ladies with mock fabric. We're like in the very beginning stages. Like this is just like, we're going to bolt these pieces of fabric to the body and just like cut out and make a pattern. So Cody walks in while Christine's getting fitted for her dress and he's horrified (laughs) he is and he can't even hide it like this is what he looked like when she was eating those nachos on their road 
yes he, he says in this confessional like he goes on this whole rant about how i shouldn't even be here to see this dress and it's such a struggle for me because i can't tell if i should say what they want to hear or if i should just be honest and maybe i should have taken a page out of like the real man's handbook and said yes you look beautiful christine but that was just such a blatant lie i couldn't tell her that so i just told christine that she looked like she was wearing a princess dress okay this was so weird because then on the couch christine's like i felt so good when he complimented me that way i'm like Ugh. oh this is so bad this it, is so bad. to see her like just try to spin this in a way and we know that the word princess is very much a trigger for christine because cody yes. likes to weaponize it when she has a feeling that he doesn't yes. agree with he's like oh you're just acting like a princess so in this moment like clearly he's like you look ugly and stupid yeah and dumb and and that's all i can say but yeah and then poor christine in that interview has to be like yeah well that was nice it was all i needed to hear right after listening to cody after listening to cody go on and on about how ugly it was and how he always says the wrong thing she was like i liked what you said i was like oh no oh no you were looking with your heart cody not your eyes oh oh, no and even janelle had to be like yeah i'm surprised he did that well dark Dark. (laughs) and this is what i keep saying and they confirmed it in the tell-all because i am a soothsayer when it comes to these people that they all for the first however many years 20 years or whatever just allowed cody to do whatever he wanted because he just treated them all like shit right and like for them to be like wow we were really shocked you could come up with the word princess i'm like yeah he treated them all like shit and but they didn't know until he robin came around exactly speaking of robin we get to her dress pick which was a a dress that she found in san francisco but she thought it wasn't modest enough even though it was definitely a duggar approved which is the crazy part because you bought it's just so it's so crazy when like you either buy that dress and you add fabric to it or i i'm just like there's robin no it's not gonna happen go to utah and buy a mormon wedding dress if that's what you want so bad yeah like they're they're like really like float in and out of these this modesty conversations like i never it just feels like you pick and choose Mm -hmm. i don't know uh yeah she wanted to make sure her arms were covered okay girl okay so at this point only at this point have the ladies started to realize that maybe they started this project a little late (laughs) cool (laughs) and then we have to go to this awful rehearsal with the entire family everybody first is trying to uh, determine if cody should shave his beard or not but cody's like "Uh, my body my choice the rehearsal and of like, course, Janelle loves the beard. Anytime there's like something funky with Cody and all the other wives are like, ugh, Janelle's like, I love it. The ponytail. <laughs> well, the and I, pony. but I think that's her role in this family. Like, or I think that was the role in her family that like when Cody was being like weird and the rest of them were like, no, he could go to Janelle and she'd be like, I'm obsessed with you like this. Yeah. Using Cody for his six pack abs and his pecs. Mm-hmm like a slut like she always does (laughs) so um basically like the rehearsal is not great 
the kids are just kind of play fighting nobody all those 5011 kids don't want to be there okay. for something that has nothing to do with them janelle's like knock it off guys like it's <laughs> tensions are high immediately right it's the middle of the day in vegas so it's probably 95 degrees out they're oh. on saturday yeah they're all sweating um seeing all those kids together i was like they have so many fucking kids this is not right like there should not be this many children here this is crazy no wonder cody is an awful father because nobody can parent 21 children it's a lot it's a lot they're starting to read the the mission statement and then the kids they're going to do a part of the rehearsal they're going to read the mission statement and then everybody including the kids are going to sign the bottom of it and so after cody explains this maddie is like well what if we don't agree with the mission statement and cody's like maddie was literally trolling quite literally cody's like well if you don't like it i'm not gonna make you sign it but you know anybody who disagrees with the mission statement and robin goes then they better move out and cody cody's actually was going to say that they hate america now excuse me anybody who disagrees with your family mission statement hates america but also robin what the fuck they have to move out robin was like genuinely upset by that she when was Cody, dead ass <laughs> she was really upset although i was really injured which one was it janelle or christine who was like i have to agree with a little bit here i think it was i think it was christine i think it was too but i, I was really was laughing christine. but like i i understand the point from robin and that like why are we doing this if you're not going to make them all sign it like just make yeah, them all sign it who like, fucking cares but i also gotten them involved in the beginning 100 or not not announced it to everyone that we're signing it as a means of like our family being together like you just be like can you sign this it'll be nice with all our names on it right exactly. like, there's a way you present things to teenagers and it's You're not like out. yeah it's not sign your loyalty to me yeah it's like a blood oath at this point yeah. Oh my god so no it actually was janelle janelle's like you know what honey i do love that you're a big advocate for choice but i i'm on robin's side but then they interview the older kids like aspen and madison and logan and all hunter it's so and- crazy to see them all there isn't it it's yeah. like i totally even i was really when um they showed the small like the little kids and i was like oh my god they're so old now because it's like gabe aurora oh my god gwen looks so fucking young in this savannah oh she's adorable savannah's a baby still she's like a child she's so cute (laughs) she's so little and so cute but yeah like i think for some reason gwen just because i see her so much online and mckelty has always kind of looked the same in the face right like yeah so i'm like out of all the kids that we see like regularly online gwen is the one that i like gasped when i saw her and was like she's so young Payton too Payton looked very different he looked like a little baby yeah for sure so in this interview with the older kids Aspen asks Madison did you really not want to sign it and Madison's like no I just wanted to push Robin's buttons like I don't give a fuck (laughs) so then Hunter says that the family mission statement means a lot more to the parents than it does to the kids honestly and Aspen poor thing Hunter has always been so emotionally mature like just being able to like put that in words that's why he's at Johns Hopkins, you know? Yeah. And he like, and he didn't say it meanly either. No. He like just said it. He's like, I just think it's more important to them. Just the truth. 
just the yeah he wasn't part. like oh we think it's so fucking stupid and they think it's important like he said it so diplomatically for like a 16 year old boy factual just factual information yeah. and then aspen is like you know i understand that it means a lot to them but like i do think there's a lot going into this that isn't necessary <laughs> which would have been me okay i I'm really I watched a couple episodes of this season just so you know like get in the spirit of where we were mm-hmm. and Aspen I think may have had the hardest one of the hardest childhoods out of all the kids um well actually they all had hard childhoods in their own unique way um but like hearing her be like and it's just too much work I feel like Aspen is constantly looking around and being like these fucking idiots like how are they in charge like every choice they make is so stupid it's so stupid and she's like just like she's too sweet to say anything so Mm -hmm. she's just like standing behind all of her parents dumb decisions and just being like oh just like just trying not to bite through her nails yeah so i texted you this but i was you know rewatching the truly hospital episode and aspen is hysterical because she's the one that mostly takes care of truly like sorry to christine but it's just true right like aspen she's talked about it aspen raised those kids like she was i i feel like they said that they like were not letting aspen go to the hospital because i think they didn't want her to see how bad it was well yeah because she was she was the one as you said the whole time that was like dad she's sick dad she's sick then mom comes home and mom's like no we took her to the doctor she's fine she's fine aspen's hysterical then she gives Mm -hmm. an interview being like i told them it was bad and i was like i cannot imagine having the like because i just i grew up so fucking differently from these people Mm -hmm. like so differently i'm the youngest child out of two you know what i mean i always had my own big bedroom like i always had my own space i was always very much a child and there were i had my as everybody else i had my own unique issues but, like, I can't imagine Aspen, who is expected to raise her five younger siblings, but also doesn't have any actual authority when it comes to any decisions around the children. Right. So she's the one that's having to do all of the caretaking for Truly. And then she's like, the baby has to go to the hospital. And they're like, stop being dramatic. Right. So Cody, like, thinks it's you're responsible enough to put them to bed every night, but yeah, not to raise so them. So you can see something's wrong. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> having your child like i just can't imagine being a 16 year old with that much responsibility but still that little control over anything that actually happens Mm -hmm. like that is such an unfair position to put a teenager in it is and you and you were right in that text you were like i could see why they have not had kids yet it makes all the sense in the world while she and mitch haven't i mean and even like she didn't i know mckelty like also obviously have responsibilities but they've talked about this and that mckelty was her own fucked up and so I think it really, it's very um, Mariah making Lydia do everything. Yeah, I have a question about that. Where you think, where you stand on this? Because they always present McKelty as like the problem child. I've or... been feeling really sad about McKelty in this. Yeah, because it just seems like maybe okay. she didn't want to wear a t-shirt under a tank top. It's okay. The way that they talk about her. The other her. Genuinely upsets me. Yeah. At one point when Christine is like, being nice about robin loving mckelty she said this line that actually made me feel really upset she said that robin allowed her and cody to see mckelty in a way that they never could mm-hmm. and like love mckelty in a way they couldn't and i'm like mckelty was like 14 that's so fucking sad right that is so fucking sad that 
quote unquote weird or different or anything like she just seems pretty normal and like maybe she would challenge them occasionally yeah but, but she, I'm not, yeah, like, she just didn't like want to be the same as everybody else in her family and she had some behavioral issues which duh which her brothers I think were always way worse but they were boys so they got to do whatever they wanted mm-hmm. and yeah I just like people give McKelty so much shit and I understand she is so unlikable <laughs> she's a flip-flopper like I'm not a defender of McKelty really but I think she may have actually had one of the worst childhoods of all the Browns um Aspen yeah. had like responsibility wise maybe the worst her and Logan but like McKelty as far as like treatment by parents I think may have had one of the worst and like the fact that people are so mad at her for like staying loyal to Robin and not Christine I'm like Christine was mean to her her whole childhood and then an adult showed up and showed her love and yeah now she still loves that woman like of course she does imagine like being in a family of like 18 fucking people and everybody hates you and then one day this nice lady shows up and is like hey I love you you're really great do you want to like come Mm -hmm. live with me and like treats you like she loves you no shit McKelty's loyal to her and she could play that big sister role with Robin's kids and like have yeah, without the baggage back. without the yeah. baggage of her mom being there and aspen and yeah no it's just like i just don't see how people can't see that like mckelty was just desperate for attention and love and i don't think robin wasn't doing it in any sort of manipulative way i don't think i think she just liked mckelty because robin sucks too so she was like oh here's somebody else who's gonna suck as an adult but we really get along right <laughs> exactly exactly whenever they talk about robin and tony getting along great i'm like that doesn't speak highly of you guys together neither (laughs) neither one of (laughs) y'all frankly (laughs) two negatives do not make a positive in this situation no no but yeah i feel i feel sad for mckelty and i think she got the real short end of the stick and i would imagine her problems were not that big of a deal in a regular size family but in a family with 13 kids they were such a huge deal McKelty probably didn't even drink until yeah, no. he was like 19 probably. Well, McKelty <laughs> was one of them that wanted to join the Mormon church, remember? Yeah. 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 Like I really don't think she was being like any worse than anybody else. They just didn't like her, which is that's really sad. That's exactly what I think too. It and it is sad. I don't know if you saw this clip it was going around TikTok where she was talking about slightly more details about her dynamic with mary and she says that mary was never physically abusive towards her but it was definitely like a mental verbal situation and that she got it worse for mary than anybody else like by far i believe that because she's loud and she runs around and i can see mary having favorites and not favorites for sure definitely definitely and picking on them mistrustful style I just I McKelty just makes me sad I just feel like she is the perfect example of why you don't have that many kids Mm. yeah yeah shame 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 so then they're going to read during this rehearsal they go to read the mission statement and then there's like a whole other element where the family's getting matching jewelry that we later find out are like cuffs leather cuffs with a do you think free symbol on it do you know what i'm about to say lynn curtain of course do you think they called lynn 
<laughs> then I dial up cuff love by Wayne as, Curtin for a bulk as order. As soon as I saw that cuff, I was like, listen. You know, she still sells them in the I, year of our Lord 2023. Thank still God. All I need is a Florida <laughs> lease on a leather, leather cuff and right. I will be happy. Okay. <laughs> what can you get for the teenage boy who has it all? A thick leather strap that he can match with his sister's. I first it was a cuff link and I was like that's kind of cool I guess and then I Wouldn't my make eyes more sense. Re- yeah my eyes readjust I think my brain was like that must be a cuff link because of its location and it's the only possible option mm-hmm. and then when I really saw what it was I was like oh no love cuffs by Lynn love cuffs <laughs> by Lynn <laughs> and I think maybe Robin made them herself which is a whole other story can of worms that we're not going to open oh because they did show her sitting down at the table and I thought we were just talking about my sister wife's closet and I kind of zoned out was she actually making all of them yeah because she had like thick ones for the boys and like a thinner more dainty one for the girls (laughs) and they were all in a big bag they should have gotten on etsy.com and ordered something different hello um Christine says that you know this is so important because you know in plural families they used to hide so it's like a symbol an identical symbol which is huge for a plural family like them it's like girl you're on tv yeah (laughs) when she said that i was like bitch what are you talking stop also i think that i mean and this is the problem of many adults right like this is not unique to christine but the way that christine has projected the fear in which she was raised regarding Mm -hmm. her grandfather being arrested onto her kids who are like we do not care we are not scared (laughs) we are not nervous mom we've been on tv for six years at this point together everybody knows we're a family (laughs) and there i think is such a divide in that like would they be no, are they gen x i guess she's gen x right i think her scene yeah they're all gen i think the most of the adults would be gen x yes right but they're maybe like on the older side but yeah like older gen x because i don't think they're really boomers because they like were young in the 90s yeah i think there's a divide of like that like older gen x boomer who thinks that like everybody's watching you you know everybody's mm. looking and, and I come some, from such a place of like nobody gives a shit, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, Christine's is also because like her grandfather got arrested, and so Involved. and you know yeah. they raised those kids like being terrible. Like that's why that's why truly didn't go to the hospital for multiple days because Christine is terrified of doctors. Didn't they talk about this that this season that like Christine uh, won't yeah. take her kids to the doctors? And Janelle's like, I've never really understood that. Yeah, not not been a thing for me. All my kids' names have Cody on there birth certificate so yeah yeah janelle's like we weren't fucking around with that now (laughs) you think i was letting that man not sign this birth certificate (laughs) not gonna happen not gonna happen oh my gosh um but before we can get to the jewelry part like this is such a fuck up rehearsal first of all nan one of y'all has like written down the order of events which seems like it would make things way easier if you could just see the order in which you guys were going to do something instead of just doing it on the fly but anyway so before the issue is they're trying to act like this is a wedding and plan it like a wedding with the preparation and the budget of a backyard party and so just throw a backyard party put the lights up in the backyard get the cake do cool flowers have a fun time and then at one point you call everybody for speeches and toasts and you read the mission statement and it's lovely and you have 50 people in your backyard the idea that like the way they hype this up so unnecessarily i felt like this actually if you don't know anything about the brown family these two episodes are a really good microcosm of how 
dysfunctional and stupid this family is where (laughs) all they do is make these choices that make no sense and then run around with like chickens with their head cut off trying to figure out how to execute these choices and are mostly unable to because they're not possible and don't make sense to begin with right and i also wanted to know what was the invitation what got (laughs) 200 butts in the seats because i want to know what did they think they were going to go to it's just it's so stupid it's like you guys could have done this so much less stressful but that's their family and that's exactly what aspen said i think they're making this a little too stressful aka everything my parents do is insane it's unnecessary this is the brown family way (laughs) i can't i just can't imagine like being old enough to be very aware but still having to like follow the leader that is cody brown Mm -mm. i have no choice and you're like 16 and they've already ripped you out of your home and forced you to move to vegas overnight (laughs) now now they do this weird shit of like let's throw a party for 200 people so we can have a commitment ceremony because tlc wants something big to happen at the end of the season and instead of just like they could have had such a nice little party but it's not a commitment ceremony because these relationships are forever (laughs) (laughs) they already were broken up like i just that's all i could think was he had already left mary yeah basically on their last legs with christine yeah because they show i didn't watch the episode but at some point in the season christine uh confronts him on camera and they talk about the fact that he needs to be going to her house more and he spends too much time at robin's mm-hmm. yep also yep. like not for nothing but cody is taking a nap at robin's in the middle of the day when he gets the text about truly going to the hospital leisurely Mm-hmm. in his REM cycle at 1 30 in the afternoon <laughs> i'm like was it robin's night or during the day are you always at robin's no matter what well he's, he's never there she just made an office for him but she doesn't see him yeah. just, he's in his etheric meetings just in the middle of the day um so <laughs> before they get to the jewelry part they're having to do a sand ceremony which is like the wackest thing no offense you guys but robin says in a confessional i mean it's just like another they're swearing up and down this is not a vow renewal this has nothing to do with the wedding we're all doing all the elements so robin says in a confessional even if we were to separate today i would still have the influence of all the other wives in my life so even if you try to separate the colors of the sand i'm always just gonna have a little bit of janelle a little bit of christine a little bit of mary in my sand like yeah a little bit of their names on coyote pass i feel like you've done a good job of getting rid of their sand actually picked it out picked every little granule she's um she's like somebody working at a concert stadium when the rider says you have no green (laughs) m&ms Like meticulously separating the sand to make sure that her boss cody brown doesn't get mad at her exactly it's giving gallery girls eli making her count the amount of pebbles in that little tree god bless eli and maggie are one of the most bizarre couples that i was ever on television i'm gonna use the word couples because they were clearly fucking a, a psychosexual thriller happening in the middle of gallery girls like nobody ever talks about it nobody remember when she found out that he had sex with um sad amy (laughs) she was like no he didn't (laughs) like no 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 and it's like girly he did he did baby girl this is your life you fuck that weird old man and he also fucks women like sad amy and and amy was easy breezy that it kind of yeah more than she was with a whole boyfriend 
Maggie's like, can I have my job back, please? <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Oh, Maggie in that voice just really, really irked me. That must be her fun fact. When she like tells a random fun fact about herself, she's probably like, I did a season of a reality show. What else is she going to say? This is just so weird and random. And I bet has like no impact on her life whatsoever today. And so it's just like this weird blip of like one time this happened. Exactly. I did Google her like a few years ago and she's married to some man. Yeah, of course she I did too. And I was like, yeah, this makes sense. Yeah. Quite. I think they live back in Pennsylvania. Like, uh-huh. I have a friend that had a one-hit wonder and like had a hit single, single, and then nothing else really happened. And sometimes I think about that moment. I'm like, that was so weird because his life is just so normal now. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I had like a huge crush on that person, right? Yeah, of course. Years. For people <laughs> listening, it's Asher Roth who wrote "I Love College." She's now. <laughs> I've been friends with him for a long time and he and my best friend dated many years ago and they're back together and just had a beautiful, precious, perfect little baby that I'm obsessed with. Um, But like I was just with him and the baby and my best friend and it's like, it's so funny that you are like famous for a minute. Like, isn't right. it so funny? Like, weird. It's gotta be weird. It's just like, cause it, he doesn't, he still is like a musician and does shows and writes music and stuff. But like, as far as his like day to day, it's so normal. Yeah. And I feel like that's probably what Maggie is like, where somebody will randomly be like, isn't it funny that you were on reality TV? Right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah, there's like literally nothing else she could say about her whole life. Like, yeah. Or just like that one very weird spark with fame that then like doesn't end up doing anything and then your life is just you're just a normal person again yeah you're forever that person from survivor yeah what season 17 of survivor like yeah yeah i was yeah i don't know how people do that it's, it's got um be. oh i saw a teen mom who was or one of the 16 and pregnant girls i think it was ebony from season one being like these fucking freaks won't stop talking about me like <laughs> because she ended up getting into a lot of mess with her i don't know if they ended up getting married i think they did her husband because he was in the military and they were like on base and there was Mm -hmm. cps Mm -hmm. issues but that was also like over 10 years ago at this point i'm pretty sure and i she tweeted or something i saw this somewhere where she was like i have to talk about doing one episode of television for my entire fucking life and i'm like yeah it sucks you got on like one that has like a really weird and dedicated fan base (laughs) right <laughs> that sucks they're gonna <laughs> remember you yeah yeah that blows like you that's did such one a episode weird... of tv you filmed that shit in 2007 like, that right. sucks 
you can't just go through one trip to target somebody's like aren't you that girl <laughs> you know <laughs> i was like yeah yeah i am <laughs> crazy i can't imagine i can't not imagine um so then after that mary says like kind of the same thing robin's talking about how you know we, we can't separate each other's sand and mary says the same thing kind of as an example of like a give and take like she doesn't love the idea of doing the sand ceremony but she's willing to do that because it's important to some of the other wives so she's just gonna go along with it which is like mary i mean mary shut the fuck up am <laughs> i supposed to be happy for you and proud of you that you agreed to do a sand ceremony at your dumbass commitment ceremony that you're only doing because tlc wants you to do it shut up right. like like i wouldn't want to do a sand ceremony either as you said like corny i actually believe there should be like no special things in a wedding <laughs> like i'm like let's get this done in five minutes like right. in and out like i am not a wedding ceremony person i want that shit to be fast um and i i don't like any of it but like mary shut up like you don't get a medal for that because you're like so generous and compromising like that's your example of the way that you've been compromising in this family mm -mm. Yeah. <laughs> that's bad that's i want to three seconds to pour half a half an ounce of sand into a jar doing the most inconsequential activity in the most inconsequential event right and being like well i really believe in give and take <laughs> like <laughs> shut up oh my god so after the sand pouring, then they're going to plant a tree. So we have like all these little super events. We have the the reading of the family. The they literally Googled things to do at a commitment ceremony and then every did every single one. Like they were an, an intern set this up. Like an every intern. Idea. Like yeah. when I had to organize an event at an internship and I was like, I don't know how to do any of this. And I just Googled things to do at XYZ event. And then we did essentially all of them. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what happened here. Some intern Googled commitment ceremony and then they did every single one. Yeah. <laughs> he took that literally. They gave them a list of suggestions. They're like, okay, all of them. We'll do every <laughs> single one of these. We're going to plant a tree as a symbol for putting our roots down and also being grounded. And so then we get another confessional with the kids and it's also stupid because the planting of tree is actually kind of cool and unique in a way. Uh -huh. And it signifies like they're at their homes that they all own. Like that block, as I said, is it's almost a fever dream. I can't believe they had such a perfect setup compared to like their lives in Flagstaff. Mm -hmm. And I actually think the tree is like the one nice thing that they should do. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Just do that. Just do one. Just do one. One tree element. We don't have to have the cake, the cuffs the cupcakes but all this shit like we don't have to do it so leon does say in a confessional i'm not wanting to like hate on the ceremony or anything like i can understand wanting to show hey we love our family we love each other a lot but like no one has parties where it's like hey look at my family and how much we love each other like we all know I, each other i cackled when they said that incredible like, that is so spot on and actually kind of goes to what I was saying at the beginning where you could have a really lovely 50 or 75 person party. That's just a party where you also talk about a commitment to your family without it being fucking weird. Right. Leon and I were on the same page, clearly. And they were like, you know that the family, like 99 of those people 
they probably never see. Like they were really digging deep in the Rolodex yeah. to try to drum up 200 people to come. Oh here. my God. If they invited me to this, I would have went so fast. Actually, yeah. that's really the only way I ever want to be on reality TV is like getting invited to some random like commitment ceremony where I can just sure. like, sit there and look like that's fun. And I want to know what the appetizers are like, you know, awful. I would. Oh, you know, the Browns do not throw a good party and they do not have good food i wrote notes about it i wrote notes (laughs) so they can't even figure out how to plant the tree correctly because christine wants to like she doesn't really want christine wants to do more like they're planning on all putting it in the tree all the same time christine wants to do more around the tree Christine is such a little dreamer like she's i would be really annoyed with christine at times like this where she's like why don't we also do this thing (laughs) Mm-hmm. that would definitely me definitely me i would have been the wednesday to the her little roommate like exactly i can't i can't we're not adding anything else to the tree ceremony <laughs> Robin that's why christine's like... a nicer person than both of us <laughs> combined <probably. laughs> combined true <laughs> absolutely i got a cameo for her from her once for a friend of mine absolutely combined it was the <laughs> nicest thing that anybody's ever said like <laughs> Oh my gosh so then basically like as soon as like they're talking all the kids like it's now like if the kids were not really wanting to be there in the beginning for this rehearsal they're really like fading fast right so robin's trying to talk about something and then when cody realizes that nobody wants to listen to robin he goes alpha male screaming you guys don't want to smart off to me because I don't have the patience for it. And if I have to correct any of you during that day, you're going to be sent home and you're not going to be allowed to dance with the band. <laughs> oh, Cody's <laughs> ultimate punishment. Wait, I don't. How have we gotten this far without discussing what Robin's wearing in this scene? Is it purple? I'm picturing that little that little purple baseball hat. <laughs> <laughs> She's I don't know why, but it was really making me laugh. Every time they showed her in it, I was like, you look so fucking funny, Robin. <laughs> A little Diesel jeans model. Maybe she got that from Diesel. Maybe, they she modeled for them. Maybe she did. It was very that. You know, <laughs> she put it on and was like, "Cute, so cute." I'm gonna, I'm gonna show the girls. They, yes, they're not gonna be able exactly. to take this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cody threatens to kick people out of the family if they don't listen. Everybody laughs. This was everybody laughs. <laughs> but you know what? Look at where we are today. Which he is why I'm saying good. rewatching shows is really interesting because two years ago, if we had watched this episode, we wouldn't be saying this because at that point, no children had been excommunicated from his family. Mm-hmm. We would have been like, that was so crazy, even two or three years ago. And now we're like, yeah, Cody doesn't talk to his kids. <laughs> they don't want to listen to Robin. So you're out. You're out. You're out. Oh, gosh. We have another fitting with Sam. And she has made a little bit of progress with Janelle's dress and Mary. I actually liked, I liked Janelle's dress. I liked the, I liked the color of it a lot. I like the colors. Blue is really your color. And I think like all things considered, Sam did a good job on that dress. And it's a shame just Janelle didn't get a dress done where she could like really focused on it. Yeah. Cause in the end, Janelle got 80% of the dress. Yeah. And And it looks okay. Yeah, Yeah. She looks fine. But, Fine. like, I actually think that one was by far the best and, like, could have actually been a, a good dress if Sam mm-hmm. had a minute to spare. 
a full time oh yeah full her full attention on that situation but so mary has hers the next day but we're now three days away from the ceremony this is not great robin at this point shows us the cuffs that she got with the tree symbol on it and she says she always wanted to be in a plural family since she was a girl because her parents have a really cool relationship and she's been trying to get there her whole life and i've just been sitting here putting aside parts of myself and parts of things that i want for a long time waiting for that moment and i'm 35 and i feel like that moment's finally arrived and women's ceremony really means a lot to me what have you been putting aside she always talks about vaguely about all these men that were trying to fill her dance card and these interested suitors and all of that but it's like who yeah who and i mean part of me thinks it might be true only because their community is so small that when like a pretty single woman pops up i would imagine there's like a decent demand for it um but like yeah no also by the way i'm 35 and when she said that i did kind of want to die a little bit like i was like oh no (laughs) how old am i like full-on jamie curtis like i'm old scream i (laughs) imagine me right now living robin's life yeah it it gets hard because i do like a biannual like every other year rewatch of sex in the city and i'm getting to the oh, point no, like, okay no no no, no. i'm, I'm older ep- than them now in season one and it's hard it's that tough. episode where carrie turns 35 yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the girl screams i'm 25 i might as well be fucking dead Fuck and carrie's so upset about yep. it and now you're older than carrie is in that scene yeah. and that's tough that's yeah. really yeah. tough i'm gonna have to drop off when i'm sam's age yeah i was gonna say once you once you outpace samantha it's out it's over for me (laughs) that show does not exist anymore anymore (laughs) so golden girls only (laughs) right right but i mean they weren't that old they were not that old they were not i've seen those you know i've seen the little memes about it yeah not that old tough so then after that we see christine she's mixing the colors for the sand ceremony and she's explaining to us that she really was not excited about this whole commitment ceremony initially because she thought it was like a bit hokey and maybe it wouldn't be genuine enough but they went to san francisco they were kind of bonding they each had like three sips of a light beer each and they were like really doing their girlfriend stuff and then she says you know you that was sex in the city actually that was an episode of sex in the city (laughs) That's when Carrie went to San Francisco. She ran into her four girlies <laughs> from the Brown family. She took the train to San Exactly. Francisco. To meet up with the Brown girlies to go shopping. Because she loves clothes. Loves it. Uh, <laughs> meet him at the plus size boutique with, with Robin. Um, so she's like, yeah, you know, we got so much closer. And, you know, we really want to be a part of each other's lives as friends. And not just a person who happens to be married to my husband we really do want it all we want a good relationship and we want a friendship lie <laughs> lies but okay you were trying Shut. singing for your supper like oh my god you can tell how much she is trying here like she's trying so hard to keep it up and she cannot and i feel for her that's tough white knuckling it the whole way 
and that's really like i i think like we don't give enough credit to the fact that when all this started christine was like almost postpartum and then postpartum like heavily pregnant yeah. and then dealing with whatever emotions of having had truly and then this woman comes in the picture and y'all are going to offer a nine-day honeymoon to san diego mm-hmm. and she's taking care of a, a newborn mm-hmm. all by herself it's just a lot a lot to take mm-hmm. in and a yeah lot and do. then the the idea that nothing got better from there is really sad we went from worse to worse there it truly yeah. It really did. It was getting worse, for sure. (laughs) So Cody decides at the end of episode 18 that he has got to do this LED light project in which he strings nine lights from all the houses to the center. And there's like a a center little halo that could bring everything together. He has to do that three days out from the thing. There's he's the most annoying type of person and that he like gets these ideas and then you have to sit around as he like tries to execute them and and it becomes the most important thing even though there are 15 other things that he probably could have helped with but that was like chick stuff so he didn't want to do it so we found like a man thing to do and now to me it was the biggest job in the world yeah to me it was so obvious that he's like great i found myself a job i don't even have to look at the backyard like i don't have to be part of this at all Mm mm-hmm yep they could put their stupid dresses on and i'm gonna do the real job the job that i came up with 72 hours before this whole thing was gonna start like stupid stupid so then we get to mary's dress fitting and sam is finally like she's just at her wit's end because she's like sam almost killed herself live on television like i don't know any other way to describe it she's having a literal nervous breakdown to the point she she did and to the point where janelle in the talking head was like I was really actually worried about her. <laughs> Janelle's like in the talking head trying to be like, I think she's not okay. <laughs> she's straight up looking in Mary's eyes and saying, this fabric is like cheap Halloween costume or upholstery. I cannot work with this fabric. There's no give into it. I'm trying to cinch your waist. I can't do it. I'm giving it 10 more minutes and then I'm giving it up. And yeah, she said something person- really interesting that like in the initial construction of the dress design, she did something that now altered the entire dress that would have to be fixed. Mm-hmm. And she would, but there's like no time at this point to fix it. And that is fresh. Like she sounded so frustrated because it sounded like she knew exactly what the issue was, but there were, she just couldn't do anything about it. Oh, I forgot to mention that when they're talking about the types of dresses they're looking for, there was a big conversation where Janelle says that she already pre-warned Sam about Mary and the fact that she's very particular and that she's not going to be easy and <laughs> that this is going to be very difficult. Janelle hates Mary so fucking much. Oh my God. There's no one on this earth that Janelle hates more than Mary Brown. Bitch eating crackers. Like for yeah. sure. She can't stand her. Cannot stand her so now we get to two days before the celebration christine's trying on her dress it is hideous it is like burnt orange it reminded me of zelda yeah ren fair ren fair that's a better word for it a hundred percent but like if you saw it at the ren fair you'd be like she could have tried harder that's kind of shitty cheap ren fair (laughs) yeah you know what i mean like you go to the ren fair and you're i haven't been in many 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 years but you see people in like incredible costumes and outfits and you're like so impressed and then you see someone you're like yeah 
she didn't really try uh-huh. like that would be christine's dress exactly it is it's burnt orange on the outside it's a like, burlap sack material essentially yeah. it's eggshell, so it's 800 pounds <laughs> eggshell on the inside yeah just like a like a a cable cord that she could put around her waist like it's not good it's yeah not it's good. a medieval robe yeah yeah basically Kristen's trying to smile through it like she is everything it's not great um cody says that he predicted that he would take about 20 minutes per string and it's now coming to two hours per string so he's really screwed himself over time i was laughing at that though because that's so real (laughs) that's so fucking real yeah when you have some fucking project to do and you're like this will absolutely take me a half hour and it takes you two hours then three years later you have to do it again and you're like this is clearly a half hour job yeah this will take me a half hour and then it takes three hours and then five years you do it again like it's just i i've been there is what i'm saying totally totally oh my gosh um yeah and once you start doing it you're like fuck i forgot how bad yeah. it is forget how much it hurt the first time oh man so we get to episode 19 we're now one day out to the ceremony cody explains because the family is bound together for eternity like i said this is not a vow renewal for them it's like a commitment for the family to grow together a commitment that ended as soon as they finished the ceremony <laughs> um mary's sister deborah once again is- they already were not going growing together because he had already left mary at this point yeah the roots were dead the roots were dead i mean like i feel like it's easy to rewatch these and be like oh he and mary were already in a bad place but like after last year's tell-all where they revealed they were already broken up at that point mm-hmm. uh, uh, watching this yeah. is crazy chilling truly because then i i was saying like it does make more sense why cody's like we can just fake it because you have been this whole time in his yeah. mind yeah no i mean code i think for cody he's like what's the point of doing this right. we're, we're not together i think he feels and this is very cruel but i think that this is his position that he's been incredibly clear with mary that he doesn't want to be with her and he just thinks she's being dramatic and attention seeking like dragging this out yeah he doesn't Which care she, enough about her to even be that honest he feels like well i've said most of it she should just yeah. take the hint yeah he's she like can't what? take the hint and oh well because i'm not gonna explain it to her yeah he's like why do i need to say we're not married anymore when i've made it clear i haven't slept with her in over 10 years i don't talk to her i do not see her we do not have any sort of interaction why would i need to say i'm not married and i'm like well he, he has a little bit of a point <laughs> like, i don't love to defend cody but like <laughs> yeah the writing's been on the wall for quite some time girl quite, quite some, time. some time also though it's once again also crazy i believe it's season five just the season before they're like fully pretending like they were gonna do ivf yeah they were this was like a constant conversation for i think multiple seasons yeah well it and, really and starts Leon early yeah and this is the one where they're like where robin's like gonna be the surrogate blah blah blah, blah whatever they were pretending would happen mm-hmm. but once again it's like you were broken up what what well robin's uterus speaks cody so <laughs> <laughs> she was she was he, trying he just to went, yeah it does somewhere <laughs> somewhere in flagstaff arizona cody just went hell yeah <laughs> 
Uh, oh my gosh. So Mary's sister, Deborah, who I don't think we've seen before and we don't see ever again. Went I, to I was, Mary has like 45 siblings. You always That's forget true. that. And even true. in like from her biological mom, I think there's probably seven or eight kids, right? Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. But this Deborah sister went to culinary school. So she was tasked with making all the food for this. I did not see one food that I could actually recognize until we got to some um, three little green apple spears in a bed in like a pool of caramel sauce. That was it. Go to Costco and just buy some platters because you're not serving a sit down dinner because you're not having a whole party. You're not having a wedding or do what I said and they're a normal type of party and then you don't have to serve dinner. She said that they were making 7,000 servings of food. 7,000. That doesn't even make sense. Like, what? What are you talking about? (laughs) Christine reveals that in addition to the four canvases with the mission statement that they're going to, like, give to every house, that they've also created a fifth statement that is going to be in Matt specifically to be signed during the what they call the inauguration of their commitment ceremony and i'm like you guys are just coming up with words now what, what this is our I, inaugural ceremony what are you talking about One i of think the- it can be easy to forget just how stupid they all are and then sometimes you're like they're all really just low iq like <laughs> like i don't know what else to say sometimes they say stuff i'm like oh yeah they're really dumb they throw around these like churchy pseudo intellectual words but they're very rarely in the right place the inauguration of our commitment (laughs) ceremony (laughs) what are you talking about so she shows um the uh interracial uh, wife and husband team who's been planning this whole (laughs) i i was like interracial (laughs) (laughs) it was brief i was so confused for a second i totally forgot about that and i was like what the fuck is you talking about yeah, there's been a generation team planning sign? this whole thing. Yeah. Well, I, I was like, is she describing the sign as interracial? That's weird. <laughs> yeah, their names are Bree and Sean. So Christine is showing the fifth sign to Bree and Sean, and it immediately knocks over. Like it is a windy day. And even Christine says, I wonder if that's indicative of the future. Is that symbolic? <laughs> yes. <laughs> absolutely yes ma'am <laughs> yes oh my gosh by the way yes it's just so sick to me how these four women who i don't like them but they're all decent people at the end of the day right like none of them are like evil i know everybody thinks robin's evil but she's just a person like they're all just normal people hmm. and the way that they center cody in all of their lives is just so fucking crazy it is so crazy and fucked up and this religion is so fucked up because like even just seeing like the cody brown family i'm like that's sick it is not the cody brown family it's no. the brown family right like your last name is enough we don't have to specify yeah. Yeah, like, uh, I don't know. I just, I was thinking about that a lot in this episode. And when she was like, is this indicative of the future? And it's like, yeah, because you can't, there is no healthy marriage that relies on everything to center around one person like that. No. It's impossible. Impossible. And stupid. 
most importantly stupid at this point sam is completely flopping with the dresses she is basically admitted to janelle that she's like this close to snapping um uh, running away screaming she said she had to lock herself in the laundry room to yeah. get work done i was like oh this poor girl oh my god it's gotten dark and it's this is when janelle's like should i take you to the er maybe like do you need xanax like are you okay janelle's like de- actually i was laughing because janelle's like deeply concerned like she's not saying it in like a joking way she's no. like i'm really worried about sam <laughs> oh my gosh and of course all cody can say in a confessional is well i guess now sam knows what it's like to be in this family what uh, <laughs> i what? thought he was going to be bloating or gloating about how right he was about the custom dresses yeah sam and when he said that i was family. like i was like what <laughs> all roads lead back to him all roads all lead back to him like wh- always the way you're able to connect that like sam gives a fuck about being in this family like the only way she can relate to stress is through you yeah sir who is mostly asleep and just whipping around in a two-seater half the time imagine like just being in your house minding your business and then cody wakes up from a nap and comes and like terrorizes you with his ideas and adhd hyperactivity behavior ran over with those flip-flops flipping on the on the cement Ugh. and like suddenly like wants you to like do a job with him no i could never it's like let's move the way i would like lock the door so quickly just pretend like <laughs> i lights off <laughs> love don't live here anymore cody and neither do i Ooh, God. <laughs> fortunately sam's mom althea shows up at the very 11th hour she's like an actual seamstress so she comes to help but like i mean we're like down mary you gotta find another dress so here comes andrea who is mary's best friend by the way wait first of all why would althea not be helping this entire time that's what i was wondering it i mean four dresses four dresses is so many dresses to begin with but like why wouldn't you as soon as you started like my question for sam is like as soon as she got home and realized how much work it was why did she not one call them up and cancel or two at least call her mom to help like i feel like spam i not to blame sam because i liked her i just feel like she let this spin out of control in a way that i bet now however many years later she's like oh i should have never even agreed to that i never would do that now with my years of experience never it is weird that althea didn't come into the situation until much later (laughs) we don't know um but it would be helpful that she didn't because the execution was not great (laughs) yeah if she's been working on this the whole time but uh yeah i was wondering about that too like surely sam must have told her mom like oh i'm doing four dresses in a month and her mom again not to put the onus on her mom either but wouldn't she have been like that's a lot of work yeah i don't know if i could do that (laughs) from the ground up it's yeah, like, not even like Sam had to make the patterns. Like it was such a crazy. Yeah. I, when I was watching this, I was thinking about how when you buy a wedding dress, you have to get it like eight months in advance, so there's enough time for tailoring. Uh-huh. And that's with a dress that's already made, right? You're just like doing little bits to tailor it to your body. Weird, weird. <laughs> but anyway, so weird. Mary's got a friend named Andrea. She's a monogamous and Mary's best friend. And Christine makes this whole big fuss in an interview about why aren't we your best friends? Shouldn't we, your sister wives, be your best friends? 
and mary's like well christine first of all you can refuse to go shopping with me anyway mary literally was like you don't like me what are you talking you could tell mary during that conversation was like what is this bitch talking about she hates me she's working real hard for this yeah and and like christine's joking and like obviously joking but also at the same time it's like why are you even making this joke now we have to talk about how we don't like each other and we don't want to be best friends right and then even cody in a confessional says thank you andrea for taking this bullet because none of us want to oh my god they hate mary so much (laughs) going with shopping going shopping with mary is like taking a bullet just like being the way they talk about mary is they just hate her like there's no other way to say it they hate her they truly act like she is the biggest karen who like causes the most inconvenience to everybody everywhere she goes just like a terrorist to people yeah that's really how they talk about her and they're (laughs) laughing and it's like yeah but it's not that funny when the rest of the family has already kind of cut her off right it's funny when you're it's very much one of those things where it's like it's funny when things are like mostly okay but then when things are not okay it's really not funny like don't joke about this right now Mm -hmm. the fact that she like sat there and took it i was like mary should have gotten up and like fuck all of you and i don't even like mary i know and then it was like kind of more sad because they go dress shopping and she (sighs) picks out her dress in like under an hour okay by the way that first one she tried on was so nice and it looked good on her and i was like she she found it and (laughs) mary was like i need color yeah it was like it was like a dark like kind of a grayish blue and this is too much sparkle this is like more of a dress for christine i can't wear this okay but it looked good on her when she came out i forgot that she had ever tried that like i haven't watched this maybe in a couple years and Mm -hmm. when i did i she came out and i i knew she wore that ugly green dress and i was like she tried on this dress first it's way better way better what and it's not even like she would have looked anything like Christine. No. Obviously, not in that potato sack. So she ends up picking this horrid olive slash lime green satin dress with a that she's wearing with a shell underneath. Yeah, her modesty shell. $59. And she acts like this is the deal of a century. I'm like, girl, they should have paid you $59 for this dress. <laughs> I I am so different from them because if I did not have a dress that was made and fitting me a month out, first of all, my thought would not be to get a custom dress. I would be trolling the malls looking for something. Oh. Just trying on shit here and there. Like, I would have. Also, this is 2015 or 14. Like, we had online shopping. <laughs> that's, that's what I was going to say. Like, I would have had probably three dresses uh, shipped to me at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Just in case. Yeah. Especially if you know, like a week out. Yesterday, yeah. Two days. When you go to that fitting, oh, like after the second fitting, they should have started buying dresses just in case. Right. Leave the tag on. You can return it. You're right. less than a month. You're in the return window. <laughs> you exactly. Like you are only you... in return window. <laughs> yeah, you could still get sixty to forty-five to sixty days back then. Not anymore. You're still fully in it so then christine's like after she finds out that it took her 59 minutes to get this dress she's like well i would go shopping with you if every trip was 59 minutes mary i'm like oh my god they have had screaming matches at the grocery store 
Like, what is Mary doing? You know, they've had screaming matches about this. Like, this is not just like a hee hee. This is like 22 years ago, we fist fought over this. (laughs) Like, fully. I bet Christine Christine refused to go to the store with Mary in a way that was like really dramatic. It's not safe for her. Okay. How could she possibly? So, um, not for nothing, like, not to insult kids when I'm about to, um, the oldest daughters and Leon come up with what is actually, like, a stupid idea to get all the kids together, line them up, and they're all holding a singular flower. And on that flower is going to be, like, a gratitude. I'm grateful to my family for whatever. And then they're just going to pass the flower, and then once it gets to Logan, he was going to pass this bouquet to Cody so cody just gets a bouquet of flowers that was that it because it seemed like there's something they wanted to do for the whole family and yet they just ended up with 18 flowers and gave it to cody and they were already drying at that point yeah it was i i appreciated that they were trying right because they were like we think this is stupid but we still want to try and do something but i was like you have too many kids you have too many kids to do this that waiting for 19 kids to like read their little gratitude thing no that's not gonna work boring yeah boring Actually, that's what i kept thinking the whole time that they were describing things they were gonna do i'm like that sounds so boring <laughs> so i'm like there's not enough apples and caramel in the world to keep me here no <laughs> dreadful so for whatever reason, Mary and Robin decide that they need to have one last rehearsal, like the day before. Cody's still trying Once to- Once again, why are we rehearsing anything? Have a backyard barbecue, no rehearsal needed. Right. The boys even had to get dressed in their gray suits. I think, no, I think they were saying the boys were already dressed. I think they were trying the suits on. Oh, okay. Well, that's- Because why. I heard someone say the boys are in the suits in a way that meant like, that I thought sounded like- they're unavailable like this is something else is going on right now not like make them get into the suits and and good to put these growing boys in suits with uh 15 hours left because what are you no you know no (laughs) that makes sense that that doesn't make sense so they all decide oh mary and robin decided they have to have one last rehearsal and Cody's like, I don't want to do this. We had to do it tomorrow. And then they finally do it. And lo and behold, the everybody gets it except for Cody. He's just fucking up left and right. What's next? Where am I? What's going on? Oh, that one? Oh, okay. Janelle's dress is almost done at this point. Robin tries hers on. And... Okay. I am going to give a compliment to Robin here. Okay. The way that she really kept a poker face about this dress, I was like, that was really nice of her. I thought she was really generous to Sam and nice actually the whole, yeah. the whole situation in that she did not say a peep. It was so obvious the stress was not going to work multiple days beforehand. And yeah. even in that day, hours before when she's trying on that dress from Sam, she's like, uh-huh, like, okay. <laughs> like, you can tell she's so, like about to cry. She's so upset. And she really did like keep the poker face up and then that's when sam is like you need to go buy a dress and that's fair because i don't think the robin of today would be able to do that no she'd be hysterically i don't think i'd be able to do that i'd be crying <laughs> i think it would have gotten real passive aggressive and she would have been like, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it would have been a lot it would have been a lot of noises coming up for her but um 
the difference in this is that Cody also walks in while Robin's wearing the dress that he also doesn't like. And when Robin asks, what do you think? He's able to be nice to Robin and tells her, I think you look great, even though she doesn't. Something that he refused to do for Christine. When they say stuff like that, like, he just has a hard time with them. Like, no, he doesn't. He just doesn't care about you. Like, Like, I'm sorry, but everybody, almost every single person that is alive has the capability to be like, that looks nice. Yeah. And just keep (laughs) it pushing. But yeah, he couldn't do it. So... Well, now he also probably genuinely did think it looked nice on Robin because he deeply loves her and like and is attracted just, to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just easy for him to compliment her because he walked in and he thought she did look amazing because she probably could wear anything. And he's like, "You're the most beautiful woman alive because you're my soulmate. <laughs> you're my life well, partner." Right. The the years or months that he spent weeping for joy at them yeah. being together, yeah, welling out of him. <laughs> oh my god! So <laughs> we get to the day of. And Cody's just managed to pawn off this light job to his brother, who's actually capable, so that he can get ready and and just Wait, relax. Is that his brother all day. that passed? No. Okay. Because I saw that, and I was like, "Oh, is he the dead one?" No, I think his brother dies earlier this season. Oh, it is this season. I wasn't yeah. sure because I figured it was like right around here because Maddie gets married not that long after this, and we know that she met Kale about the funeral. <laughs> right right so yeah yeah this was uh i think his brother had just recently passed curtis yeah so um yeah his brother i think this brother's name is michael he's like yeah well i'll just do it so he's like great i guess i'll just uh go in hair and makeup now so see ya that's great also once again you have tlc money you can't hire like just hire a crew to come in and do all of this so easy like I understand they're a DIY family who never had money forever, so they're just used to it. But like TLC couldn't get five guys over there to do all these little tasks. Well, also, like, surely there was something that the boys could have helped with. Why were none of the boys helping with him? Yeah, that's true. Like interesting. All weird. Very, very strange. So they fit Robin's dress, and Sam's like, listen, can I be blunt? Do you have another dress? Because I want you to actually look good. And you're not going to if you wear this dress that I give you. (laughs) Sam was great in that scene when she was like, you can't wear this. No. No. You have to have something else. Do you? (laughs) McKelty. We got to get into what McKelty's wearing. Because she just like comes out of nowhere. Well, no. No, no, no. Because if you rewatch the episode, you can see them walking around with the top hat at certain points. There are multiple scenes in which I'm like, the top hat! I somebody must have made it for her custom I think and they came and dropped it off and then I noticed like Christine walking around with it and then McKelty has it in her hand when they're planning the the flower scene like that that they purposely really went for that hat it's like she got it from her school's rendition of like Oliver or My Fair Lady or something like it was so formal like funeral black hat and then this dress was for a yeah it's a literal top hat yeah with with like a little with a yeah a fascinator on top of it yeah. <laughs> like she's go- like yeah exactly that's exactly what it was a top hat with a fascinator i was going to say that this dress is like for a woman much older than mckelty but mckelty's not even a woman at this point like she's no. a whole teenager this is for her like, woman on the campaign trail 
I, you know, I have to give McKelty props here for really swinging for it. <laughs> Big swing. You, you know, she felt fucking good in that outfit. <laughs> she looked in the mirror and was like, I look so fucking good. <laughs> you know she did. And like, she was going for like, you should telling everybody I'm going for something vintage. Yeah. Like I'm going for like old Hollywood glamour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they so always say. Was she wearing gloves? She should have been. She, she should have been wearing gloves. That was a real missed opportunity. God, that outfit was a real, it was a lot to look at. She truly looks 42 years old <laughs> in this outfit. It's so crazy. Like going to her husband's funeral. Yes. Like still trying to be sexy. You got the red dress, but the black hat. <laughs> Weird. I just like, and you know, Christine was like, that's so cool, Mikhail T. Like, you know, they were in the house, like, hyping each other up about this house. Oh my gosh, you look beautiful, Mikhail T. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So, Cody hired a band called, one word, Van Lady Love. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com And this is how I knew this is all of this was for Van Lady Love. He he heard one song by them at like, you know, he and Robin probably went to like a open mic night and he heard them and he was like, I gotta get these guys. Mm-hmm. Got this is wild. The platform that they come out with, like they come out with like a trailer with a platform. The platform was like I've got chunky heels higher than the platform for this entire band. It was maybe three inches above the ground and on wheels. Like, y'all didn't even have to bring this. Not necessary. (laughs) That tree cake, so creepy. It's, I, anytime I see in this day and age a cake covered in fondant, I'm like, we're still doing that? Like, are you Duff from Ace of Cakes? Like, what are we doing here? super shiny and you know that shit did not taste any kind no, of found out disgusting give me a real cake with real frosting yeah you can't eat that no Gross. and i like it's only impressive impressive in the context of a tv show or like watching is it cake like i don't want to see that in real life no no it looked like a prop piece from like rainforest cafe <laughs> like, not even when that. i was in when I was in Chicago, my hotel was by an abandoned rainforest cafe. Oh my god! It was like really like it had um like a fence up around it, but you could still see like the frog, like the huge frogs, <laughs> and it looked. It was during the day that I saw it, but I was like, "This looks so weird." Like they, it still looked like a rainforest cafe, but it was abandoned. 
like at least the frank factory and like arizona that is yes. still like yeah still colorful it's been closed since 2013 or something exactly but... <laughs> that's funny um so after that oh my god janelle and these extensions love <laughs> my fair lady extensions like long blonde pieces and this is janelle's like brunette era where she's got this like white blonde hair and brunette highlights which is a real choice never yeah. like it she's in a weird stage in life in this i think yeah all together all around she's you know she's losing weight she's trying she wants to change up her hair but i i think she's experimenting in a way that doesn't totally work you think <laughs> it's not quite gelling for me um she does get the dress but it kind of looks like they had to sew her i think they did dress. yeah Fully. they sewed her arm in yeah it, it it was very obvious like you couldn't get a tight shot from the back because it would have been you would have seen the string it was not yeah. great but she looked good from the front mostly well and did you hear robin when she come in she came in she went janelle you look so thin and i was like that was nice robin because <laughs> like, yeah. was like really and she's like mm-hmm, you look so thin and i was like you know robin that was a nice little compliment to throw yeah a little bit for her for her um because then after this the family oh they're now two hours behind they were supposed to take pictures at noon this is such a big to do but once now again why is this in the middle of the day like what are the choices being made here exactly this, this should be at 7 p.m oh god yeah no yeah this was probably like 12 to 8 if, how long was this event or 9 or 10 a big to do so they're like finally taking pictures at two doing the you know like janelle's family christine's family with cody mm-hmm. mary's family with cody right and then they're gonna do like the one big family picture and cody makes this big excuse of him either being um something either with his blood sugar either his blood sugar was shot or he was thirsty <laughs> he's not sure which but he- I, I was like i can relate to that but like <laughs> hearing him say it is so funny like because i also have temper tantrums sometimes and i can look back on him and be like "Ooh, that wasn't great i don't know why i reacted that way but hearing cody be like my blood sugar must have spiked like what when <laughs> i just annoyed it, you say it it's delightful but when he says it yeah. it's like i know you mean that you know yeah it's like you're I'm just, just annoyed it's i'm fine. just being cute when i say it you know yeah exactly <laughs> My blood sugar was low. Um, but yeah, then he says, I can feel the naughty words coming out from my brain to my lips. So they're playing this like chilling horror story music. What's up with that? I was like, what is going on here? Why are they playing this music? It was apropos. <laughs> He's like holding one of the babies. I think Solomon, look down the lens. You look at him. <laughs> to everybody at the photographer and then his head starts shaking and he goes into this like really like tooth heavy smile at one point christine looks at him and she goes wow like they're scared like something happened to him (laughs) he snapped he really snapped it's chilling it is actually chilling so they finally get to the ceremony and they're acting like the stakes are so high christine being like you know 
once i saw the children walking before us the nerves just floated away what nerves what nerves when they're like we have to get this in on time i'm like why you're at your house like <laughs> you're not the venue's not ending like there are no why? stakes here none and that's kind of the whole brown fam that's kind of sister wives in general right like yeah everybody running around like the stakes are so high but you as if you are like this doesn't feel like it matters like making that scene over and over when they're moving to las vegas of mary like looking as they're trying to close that moving truck and there's like sirens but it's it's an ambulance it's not the cops coming to like yeah exactly (laughs) like there's no real danger here it's wild so everybody they get to the aisle and they're walking down and it's this moment christine's fears and nerves are melting away and then all the families lined up and cody starts reading the mission statement or whatever and then everybody's supposed to read like all the adults are supposed to read their little like couple sentences so janelle goes and she's just like all business as she usually is and then robin's like and as wives wives and hubson i mean (laughs) and then she has to start crying to make up for the fact that she can't read and then she just like blubbers her way through it robin she lays uh the foundation for what we see the rest of her life is i have a tendency to get choked up when i'm talking about something that has meaning to me Mm -hmm. and also just whenever and also just whenever (laughs) so and at this point i was like imagine having to sit through this on a hard fold chair in the middle of the lost in vegas vegas outside outside watching these kids sign a fucking bullshit board the sand ceremony the matching gray suits the cuffs that they're having to put a tree in the fucking ground and you have to clap every time every time like after this the second one i'd be like what's going on <laughs> once they started the second one i'd be like i thought we already did like the little thing they're gonna do <laughs> and then Mary's, like trying to steal snacks and pretending to go to the bathroom yeah i'm with cody let's just get to dancing you know <laughs> cody issuing that warning to van lady love uh Whoever taps out first is like, we're going to, we'll stay here as long as you will. Okay. Okay, corny ass. The kids surprised their family with the words of affirmation to the parents. And Savannah was so cute. Um, I want to say thank you to my parents for encouraging me to start reading. <laughs> She's oh. so cute. <laughs> oh, little Savannah adorable oh my god so at the end of the episode everybody's just like in that cul-de-sac getting it jumping the brown family dance is to just jump like a toddler yes with all your might sweat whip your hair back and forth have cody rip your arms out of their sockets when he tries to like (laughs) swing you around swing you around i can so perfectly imagine cody trying to swing someone in a circle like it feels so violent like to watch i'm like holding my sockets like okay when i was a child i had a life-size barbie that i got for either my birthday or christmas and Uh i was 
dancing around with it in my basement and I literally did swing her by the arm and the body <laughs> flew across the room as I was holding her arm. I was oh, so upset. God. And my dad duct taped it back on. <laughs> Which of course then it couldn't move and it also had duct tape on it. But I will like I always think of that with like arm like I was literally swinging her around and it did pull her arm out of the socket. <laughs> And that looks like Christine and Mary every time. I'm like, gosh, yes, she is the. They are the life size Barbie. Yeah, definitely. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. I mean, that's basically it. Like, basically, it's just like, oh, we get final thoughts from the wise. You know what we need? What like pillow talk with Christine and Janelle watching old episodes and talking oh. honestly about what happened. I would love that. I want to hear what their thoughts on are, but. What their uh, thoughts on on this? I would love not Mary because even though Mary is one that was like actually not with Cody anymore by this point, she would still be like, "I just wanted to be with the family." <laughs> I made a promise, okay? Yeah. Oh my but god! Chris- I want to hear what Christine, in a snarky mood, has to say about like. I would love to see her rewatch this. You're so right. I, I think we need to give her another year to let it really sit in. Maybe six months. Yes and no, months. because right now I feel like she's still really angry and like snarky. And that might be the best time to get like the good details. Yeah. And I need I need Christine to be there to encourage her. I don't want Christine to be too happy. Yeah. Too into her fairy tale. Like I, I want her to still kind of give it to him. Yeah. Maybe I agree. Six months. Maybe six I think months. I think she kind of is, to be honest. Like, but also like how could you not if you're still in this reality tv world together you know what i mean and you have to like constantly be in this like ecosystem together yeah i can't imagine Mm -mm. i can't so the episode ends with christine saying it comes down to an individual choice that you have to make and we make that choice every day i have to decide am i going to be a good sister wife or a bad sister wife today am i going to be a sister my am i gonna be around or am i gonna not want to be around am i gonna look around and say gee they get everything and i get nothing it's a personal decision every day of what kind of sister wife i'm gonna be aka i've spent the last four years since robin came into this family looking for a way out and uh-huh. i'm really getting close to accepting that that's gonna happen <laughs> i'm thinking about it i'm thinking yeah about it. yeah i've i've started rewatching it can be summed up as i've started thinking <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's she just she started looking around in a way that she had not her entire marriage realizing stuff with christine brown <laughs> exactly <laughs> she was in her realizing stuff phase <laughs> and then cody ends the episode saying it's not about happily ever after it's about ever after being invested And we have to engage and continue to be in a constructive dialogue with each other for the rest of our lives. Ooh, ooh, full body chill. (laughs) Having to deal with Cody Brown for the rest of my life. (laughs) The ghost just came in here. It can scare me. (laughs) Then he says, I might have to find myself reading that mission statement once in a while and reminding myself of the commitments that we've made. Yeah, maybe you should, Cody. Maybe you should. Also, it's so weird to like be talking about your commitment ceremony and not be like it's and be like it's not about being happy. And it's like you should you're talking about like this beautiful happy event in quotation mm-hmm. marks, you know. Um, wouldn't you be like 
I want that happily ever after. And this mission statement is how we get there by working and being clear. And like the fact that he removed happy really tells me what I need to know about him. I know. I also think though, that's a religious thing. You know, like I think he still was like probably a lot more into fundamentalism at this point where there's like an idea of like, you know, like you're suffering for your God. And so you don't need to be happy. A sacred like loneliness. Need, I yeah. Think. <laughs> yeah. Or you just need like God's joy, you know, like in Hebrew, it'd be like right. Simca. Like we have joy, not like fun. You know what I like? I yeah, think exactly. it's like that mentality. Yeah. Right. Like he's, he's doing the righteous thing. Yes. Not the right thing. But him. he already wasn't living this righteous life. So why was he? Ugh, I don't, I just, every choice that they make on this show, I'm like, why are they doing that? why are they doing that why are they doing that including cody being like it's not about happily ever after why not why not it it could be how do you consider that maybe that should be the option yeah and like i don't know i just feel like there's two ways to talk about it and one way is cody being like it's not about being happy and the other thing is like look we've been married a long time we know things are not always happy but we're committed to having a happily ever after yeah yeah like there's just so many ways to say it and he didn't and he did not he absolutely did instead he's like i hope they all suffer <laughs> except for robin bye <laughs> going back to my house aka yeah. robin's in my two-seater with my one wife oh. um liz thank you so much tell everybody where they can find you sure if you like what i have to say about sister wives and other topics you can go to patreon.com slash liz explains and listen to my podcast, or you can follow me on Twitter at Bentley Liz Two or Instagram at Bentley Liz One because Bentley Liz One on Twitter got permanently killed. <laughs> yeah, tell everybody how you got banned. Okay, it was because I was posting TikTok videos that had music in them, and they kept like suspending the account, and I didn't have Twitter associated with my main email. It was this whole thing, and then it finally got permanent because I posted one of um Coco Arquette's. <laughs> daughter like one of her uh one of her tiktoks and that was the one that got me permanently deleted i was like that feels right like that really feels and this was like the beginning of tiktok when like famous parent check was in remember and like finally Uh celebrity kids were coming to the forefront and i was like oh my god coco arquette Mm. (laughs) i hope you get to meet any of the arquettes and tell them what happened to you on Twitter. It's actually I hope the that second happens. Arquette I've thought about today because Kathy Hilton drops Roseanne Arquette as telling her that Paris yes. <laughs> Paris had definitely been assaulted at some point in her life. And Kathy said, no way. Oh, my God. I've got, I've got, I've got a headache. <laughs> well, thank choosing you. To, thank you. By, sorry. Yeah. Choosing to share that was so unhinged. Deeply. Deeply unhinged. But yes, thank you for having me. It was so fun. Thank you. Love you, Liz. Love ya.